Okay, what's up, everybody? This is Coach Myson Jones, and I call Coach. Nope, got to do it again. I got to edit this out. So I know we said Aram, correct? Aram, yes, sir. Aram, got it. So, guys, this is Myson Jones with Hoops University, and I have with me Coach Aram. He's the founder of Hoops College. Uh, 19 years in the game, he's coached at the NCAA Division One to the USCAA. I mean, prep school, like, won a national championship and had players go overseas to play professionally. You coach a lot of multiple, multiple All-Americans. Really extensive resume. I know you didn't want to go in detail on that, and we can later. But how are you doing? And thank you for joining the podcast. Doing great, man. Thanks, thanks for thanks for the opportunity to share. I uh, hope I hope uh, your listeners will get some value out of what we're going to talk about today. Likewise, the whole goal is to, like you say, help players find that fit for taking their game to the college level and really what I would like to kick it off with is what was your process as a basketball player, sophomore, junior year, trying to get to college? <laughs> um, I, okay. First of all, I'm old. So, <clears throat> you know, that I, w- I grew up a long time ago um, and internet, social media, it wasn't, it didn't exist. So it's not like I didn't know about it. it just, it, w- it hadn't been invented yet basically. And so playing, college basketball uh, coming from a small town wasn't even like nobody even talked about it. It wasn't even a thing. Um, I mean, we would watch games on TV, but you know, now division two, II, division three, junior college, all these games are online. They're everywhere. So it's easy to watch basketball 24 uh, seven. Back then you watch Carolina and Duke and NC state, and then that was about it. So, you know, we didn't we didn't know about college basketball uh, growing up. There wasn't there there just wasn't as much information out about it. It wasn't as big a deal. So, playing basketball in college for me was never a goal. Um, my 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 dream my goal was to go be a Tar Heel, go be go to Carolina. Dean Smith was my guy. Like I want to go where Dean Smith's at, and that's what I did. But I wasn't even close to being good enough to play there, but it was never, it was never something that I really thought about. Um, if I had grown up 20 years later, um, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know what my process would have been as a, as a sophomore or junior. Uh, I just know that there's a lot more information out there about, recruiting, playing basketball in college, and all that kind of stuff. For me, going to college was making good grades and getting an academic scholarship. It wasn't about, you know, getting a getting a getting an athletic scholarship. So it was just it was just different for me. Um but that's you know that's okay. Everybody's different. And I think that's that, that's part of the part of what we're trying to help people understand. Right. So you go from not having much visibility to college basketball at all when you were growing up to now there's a lot of visibility a lot of social media a lot of awareness on basketball players at a younger age than there ever has been it seems correct it could be used in a negative way but how do you use the awareness for positive in the recruiting process um well and this is you know when you talk about the recruiting process and using whatever social media, the internet, YouTube, whatever it is, you know, to help with your recruitment. Um, 
I think the number one thing that you have to do, whether you use that stuff or not, is you have to be self-aware about how good you are. Um, and like everybody wants to get exposure and the worst kind of exposure that you can get is when you go out and you get exposed because you're not ready for what you say you want. Um, and you know, the, 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 the players who are in seventh, eighth grade, you know, getting offers from Duke or Kentucky or, you know, all these, you know, these big time division one schools, the reason they're doing that is because they're different and they're special. And I don't mean from a skill set standpoint necessarily. I'm talking about they're in seventh or eighth grade and they're six, eight, and they're dunking on people. And like, they're just, they're just different. Um, and so it doesn't mean that you can't be the same age as them and still go to whatever school that you want to go to, but your process is going to look a lot different than, than LeBron James's son. It just is. It's going to look different than Zion Williams. It's going to look different than, you know, some of these, you know, highly touted recruits who have offers from big time schools when they're 13. Um, most people aren't like them <laughs> and that's okay. You can't help that you're not six, eight, you know, at seven years old with a skill set, you know, whatever. So the, the key is, okay, how good am I right now? How good do I need to be when, whenever that is? And then how do I get from where I am now to where I want to go? Um, and it's not magic. It doesn't just magically happen. Um, you got to put work in and there's, there's, there's a way to do that properly but getting exposure you know going going and playing in front of coach k when you're 13 years old if you're not good enough he's not going to notice he's not going to care <laughs> um and so it's it's it, if you want to play at a certain level at a certain school for a certain coach for a certain program then one you need to be ready for that opportunity when that opportunity arises and the first step in that is knowing, is being aware of who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, um, and, and what you can do to close that gap. Maybe you are ready for that big time right now. Um, and maybe your big time is not Duke or Carolina. Maybe your big time is, you know, Queens or, you know, and trust me, Queens is really good. Uh, Queens and Charlotte is really good. Um, it, whatever your big time is, whatever your dream is, uh, it's it's are you ready for that and if you're not don't try to get exposure until you are <laughs> uh, because when coaches when coaches mark you out on their little in their little book they usually don't go back in a race that's usually in pen and it's usually permanent so um just be very it's 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 about it's about self-awareness is the is the number one thing in in starting the recruiting process I concur about Queens being really good. They were in our conference, as you know, played at Anderson. And uh, I don't know where they got those those guys they recruited them from, but they just bought a flood of D1 kid trans. I can tell you, right, exactly. They got them from D1 schools. They got them from D1 programs where guys either didn't get enough playing time, maybe they didn't win enough games, you know, whatever. And they wanted to go to a program where they could still be on scholarship and get minutes and win. <laughs> um, and this is not a recruiting pitch for Queens. It's just the reality that 
just because you get division one at whatever school, that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not always the end all be all, you know, it's not, it's not always the best experience for each person. Um, and you had, and again, that, that goes back to knowing who you are, what you want and what a good experience looks like for you. And that's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's hard when you've never been there before, you know? <laughs> right. So I want to come back to being self-aware and how to set up an environment to where it's easy to be self-aware. But my question for you now is for seventh, eighth, ninth graders, a lot of them, a lot of parents that I talk to, they want exposure for them at that age. My question to you is, is that reasonable? Is that even a worthwhile goal? Should they be playing just for development, for exposure? What are your thoughts on the age group? Um, it depends. Okay. Again, it goes back to how good are you? So, um, if, if you're not the best, if if you're in seventh grade and you're not the best player on your team, your high school, your middle school team, if you're not the best player on your AAU team, if you're not the best player in your town, uh, in your, you know, obviously if you're from Charlotte, there's a lot more people, but if you're from a small town, you know, like 10,000 people or 20,000 people, if you're not the best player in your small region or your area then going and trying to get exposure spending all the money travel hotels food tournaments i mean it might be good for your development to play against you know competition whatever but like you got to get you got to be but you got to be the best one in your smaller area and then okay well if i'm the best one in my smaller area okay now i need to find some better competition and play against that. And once I, once I'm better than that competition, now I go find better competition. And so if exposure is, is the whole idea of exposing your child to higher levels of competition, I'm good on that. (laughs) That's, I think that's great because it, it, it gives kids a reality check of, Oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was, or maybe I'm better than I thought I was because I'm playing against whatever. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm successful. So, you know, if, if the exposure is exposing the child to more, better, different competition, go for it. If the exposure is I'm getting my child scholarship, I want my child to be seen by whoever, then <laughs> you're going about it the wrong way. Um, so, so, and, and, you know, it's, it's, if you, if that exposure is for their development, that's cool. But if, 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 if the exposure is, you know, I want certain coach to see me, you're, I think you're missing the boat because unless I get, like I said, unless you're six, eight and, you know, whatever, super athletic and it's, you know, in seventh or eighth grade and you're, you know, that level, you're not going to get a scholarship offer at that age. Um, Cause coaches want to see you develop. They want to see, you know, what you turn into when you're a sophomore, junior, senior. So do they, with coaches, generally speaking, do they come to these seven? If you're not playing, let's say this is not an EYBL tournament. This is not an Adidas gauntlet. This is a, a big shots or like a, another tournament that's quality <clears throat> but sound, but, you know, it's, it's, it's open season for coaches to come watch athletes, live period do these coaches look at these young players and then circle back when they're sophomores and juniors, or is it just, uh, okay. Every program is different. Um, okay. a lot of times <clears throat> for the younger ages, 
uh, a, a program will send out, you know, one of their assistants to watch the young kids play um, <clears throat> while the, while, and it's usually like the, you know, the third assistant. So if, if a division one program has three assistants, the lowest assistant on the totem pole uh, might go out and watch, you know, the young kids and say, okay, well, you know, here's, here's one or two, <laughs> you know, that, you know, cause it's, it's about being special. And so it's pretty easy and obvious to identify special players. Um, it's pretty easy to walk into a gym and see LeBron James in, you know, in a, in a high school setting. Um, Steph Curry was not getting letters when he was in the seventh or eighth grade. <laughs> right he wasn't um because he didn't look special is was he a bad player I mean no obviously he's, he's a good player but he was 5'11 and you know <laughs> looked like everybody else out there running around um and so so the these assistants are looking for special talents that um you know that they can that they could that they know that they have to start recruiting because there aren't many like um, and, and maybe if they see somebody who's just an extra special shooter in the eighth grade, or maybe they have, you know, really unique ball handling skills or something, you know, they might, you know, put a circle around them and say, okay, well, let's invite them to camp and see, you know, how they do against, you know, blah, blah. But as a general rule, like, it's not that you get X'd off the list at that age. It's just, you just don't get noticed. You just, they just, you're not special. So they're just not going to worry about it basically. And then, you know, they might, you know, and, and then, but, but coaches are really going to start paying depending on the level. Um, and I'm even talking about the level within division one, whether it's the high division major division ones or the mids or the lows, you know, their recruiting process is going to look different um, as kids get older. So a low division one school probably isn't going to spend a lot of time with freshmen and sophomores because they know that the high major ones and the, and the mid division ones are going to get those players before they do. <laughs> um, unless they have a special relationship with their coach or a special relationship with the kid's family from, I don't know, maybe the coach knew the family from before or whatever. I don't know. Um, but you know, the most of the time the lower division ones, you know, they they'll they'll watch kids, but they're <clears throat> they're they're looking at them seriously in their junior and senior years. Once they figure out, okay, well, I can't get this guy, I can't get this guy, I can't get this guy. <laughs> um, so now let me go see if I can get this guy and this guy and this guy. So it's a it's it's a messy process. Isn't there's nothing easy about it? But that's where that's where you know trying to trying to help kids and families with you know with that whole thing. So I think this last question can help us ride out to the, to the close because I definitely want to do multiple. Uh, since you're familiar with Zoom and everything else, man, it's just smooth. <laughs> it's smooth to do this. <laughs> they can get on here and talk, you know? So question for you is, what if an athlete and a parent becomes aware they're the best in the area and they still realize that they need work before their kid is even – hopeful for a chance to play basketball in college or they just want to give them the best chance possible as most parents do 
what are some sure. effective ways to fill that gap in between where they are now and the college basketball player they want to become and <clears throat> some ineffective ways that parents can do that or have done that? Before? Sure. Sure. Well, um, you know, finding basketball camps, um, you know, where like these colleges, they invite kids from all over, you know, the region or whatever to come, you know, be at their basketball camp. And usually a lot of that is just to make money. Uh, they're, they're paying their second assistant, they're paying their third assistant, they're paying their video coordinator uh, out of their camp money, not necessarily out of their regular operating budget. So maybe you didn't get invited to a camp, um, but you know, go, go to a camp like let's let you don't you don't know how good you are let, and you know you, you want to find some better competition so maybe you don't go to duke or carolina's camp but maybe you go to winthrop's camp or maybe you go to um you know wofford's camp or something so you know schools that davidson's camp that you know they have competitive programs um, but they're maybe not the highest level uh, of basketball so maybe maybe you go there and you get a and you get a measuring stick on you know how good you are based on, you know, other talents that's around. Maybe you talk to their coaches and, and get some information from them about, you know, because if you can't play at Winthrop, you can't play at Wofford, you can't play at Davidson, you're not going to be able to play at Carolina and Duke, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's pretty logical. Um, hey, what, you know, do I have a shot of playing here? And they'll say, oh, yeah, we want to offer you a scholarship today. Or, well, I don't know yet, it depends. Or probably not because whatever. Um, if you know, or or maybe maybe you maybe maybe Winthrop is your dream school. Um, maybe you started. You know, camps are, are great ways to measure yourself. Um, <clears throat> AAU tournaments and that kind of stuff, I think, are good as well, as long as you're picking the right ones. Um, there are so many AAU tournaments out there. Um, you know, it's very easy to pick tournaments that are just not. A waste of time and money. That's a waste of time and money, right. right. A waste of time and money. <laughs> waste of time and money, right. Um, um, you know, when it comes to your school, you know, can, you know, who does your school play? Um, you know, whether it's your middle school, your high school, do they do you play in, you know, Christmas tournaments or, you know, are you making it to the state playoffs or not? Um, because all those, all those little – you know, milestones that, that you can, or all these little events that you can attend, the higher level that you get in with your team, the better competition you're going to play. And so it's a great measuring stick. Like you may be the best player on a bad team. Um, and okay, I'm sorry that, that your teammates maybe aren't very good, but I just go back to, you know, LeBron with the Cavs. Name, you know, name three other people on that roster when they were in the finals, right? Like, he didn't have the greatest teammates in the world, but they made it to the finals. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's like how – like if you're the best player on a bad team, how can you change your team instead of just being the best player? How can you take your team from, you know, where they are to – the state finals. Maybe you don't win the state finals because you don't have a whole lot of help, but you know, how did, how can you, how can you carry your team? How can you impact your team more than just being the best player? Um, how can, you know, how, how can you, how can you do that? And so 
any opportunities that, that, that they can get to be in front of, um, in front of other good players, which is going to attract good coaches. Um, if, you know, where, where there are good players, there will be coaches watching. If there's one good player, coaches probably aren't going to watch. If there are two, probably not. But if there are five, six, seven good players, you're going to, it's going to attract coaches. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, you know, it, it's, it's all kind of the same thing. Be around other good players, right? Cause where, where good players are found, coaches are going to be there. Coaches are going to watch whether they may not be there in person. Maybe they watch it online, things are recorded, you know, when, when, when there's a game that a coach can watch that has seven good players playing in it, they're going to take the time to watch it because they can literally evaluate seven different kids at one time and they're playing against each other. When there's one good player on the court, not only do they not want to waste their time watching one good player, they can't get a good evaluation on that one player because the other players aren't the same level. Um, and so it's just, it's about surrounding yourself with as many good players as you can and then being the best player striving to be the best player of those good players. Um, maybe you can't be the best player on the floor all the time, but that just shows that, okay, I need to get better. I need to keep working. I need to keep, you know, I need to keep improving my game. Um, and <clears throat> it's always about being uncomfortable. How can I make, how can I continually make myself uncomfortable to be the best player that I can be? Um, and the minute a player gets comfortable, they've hit their ceiling. That's it. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> um, and so I don't know how good you are at that point, but it, you can never, you can never say, okay, well, uh, I'm the man. I'm just going to chill now because that's not going to get you where you're trying to go. Right. So it, the last question, can we talk about the ineffective routes? So I know there's yes, some services <clears throat> yes, that sir. a lot of my parents always ask me about I tell them straight up, but I, I'm curious to know your thoughts on those. Well, the, right. So, so this goes, this goes, there, 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 <laughs> there are some things in my opinion that like tournaments, there are some good tournaments and there are some bad ones. Um, and again, it depends on what you're trying to get out of the tournament. And it depends on who you are as a player, as a parent, as a family, what you're looking for. So you know, when it comes to just playing, if you just want to play for the experience, for the development, even if it's against bad competition, like you could say, you could make an argument that me going out and playing against bad competition might be good for my confidence because it puts me in a different role where I have to score or where I'm not a role player. And there's value in that. Um, just like I think if I'm used to being the best player on the court, it's good for me to go play against people who are better than me because maybe I have to learn how to be a role player or maybe I have to improve my game so that I can still be the best player among other good players. So, you know, going out and playing in tournaments, as long as what your goal, as long as your goals line up with, you know, as long as all that lines up, like playing is almost always a good idea. <laughs> uh, unless you're just overdoing it and you're trying to hurt and you're going to hurt yourself. So I think playing is great. Um, <clears throat> but the other the people get so caught up in exposure. And so there's social media exposure. Um, and that's, 
let's just talk about the social media that you do for yourself. So I'm on Instagram. I'm filming myself, whether it's in a game or a workout or whatever, or maybe it has nothing to do with basketball. I'm just taking pictures of me and whoever, and we're doing this or doing that. What you put on social media tells a lot about you. Um, and so it's better to put nothing on social media than to put bad stuff on social media. Um, because whether it's right or wrong, whether you agree with it or not, coaches are going to look at it and they're going to do research on it. If they're interested in you, if they don't care about you, you can put whatever you want. But if a, if a, if a coach, if a school, if a program is interested in you, um, they may look at your, there's, they may look at your social media before they even talk to you. They may do research on you through your social media before they make a phone call. Um, and what they see may determine whether they make that phone call. Um, <clears throat> and so making sure your social media represents you in a way that you're comfortable with <laughs> is important. So if you want to make political statements on your social media, that's fine. <laughs> um, but if your political statement is in disagreement with what some coach thinks, they might, might, might not make that phone call. And again, that might be okay for you because maybe you don't want to play for somebody that believes a certain way, whether it's politically, religiously, whatever. That's fine. Just understand that there are consequences to posting whatever you post on social media. And that can be good and that can be bad. That can be positive or negative. Um, so and that's, that's basketball related and not off the court related stuff. So just be careful with it. Um, <clears throat> but I think social media can be a very powerful tool in helping you get recruited. Um, Zion, like he got recruited, like you didn't need to watch Zion play in a high school game. All you had to do was log into his, to well, follow him on Instagram and it's like, oh yeah, I need to recruit him. You know, that's just, that's how it was. <clears throat> um, and so it's, I think it's, I think it can be a very powerful thing when used the right way. Just make sure what you're posting markets you well. You're, you, in the recruiting process, you are selling yourself and your abilities. So does your social media promote you in a positive way that whatever coach would say, oh, yeah, I want to offer him or her a scholarship. That's, that's what you want. Um, but so many people misuse, don't think about what they post. Uh, on their social media. So that's, that's, that's very important to be conscious of, of what you're doing. The, the big mistake I think that a lot of people make is working, you know, buying, buying what recruiting services sell. Um, I do not believe that most recruiting services are scams. Uh, I think they do exactly what they say they're going to do. The problem is that what they do doesn't get kids scholarships. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if I'm a recruiting service, I don't, I can't make very much money if I'm only representing one player or two players or 10 players. And so recruiting services, just like any other business are trying to get as many customers as they can. Um, because that's how you make money <laughs> in any business is having a lot of customers, having a lot of clients. And what happens is if I have 500, 1,000, 2,000, however many clients, I'm trying to market all of them. 
Um, and just speaking from a college coach's perspective, in all the years of, you know, of, 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 of coaching and recruiting, I never recruited a player off of a recruiting service. <clears throat> and here's kind of what happened. It started, oh God, you know, I was excited getting emails about, you know, players from whatever parts of the country that I had never heard of, didn't know about, whatever. Oh, this is pretty cool, right? And so <clears throat> I'm, you know, clicking on the little, you know, profile and, and clicking on the video. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> kind of get disappointed, right? Okay, well, they're just, they're just trying to help their players. I'm not mad at that. But then, like, <clears throat> you know, the, the email would say, oh, yeah, so-and-so is interested in your school, um, you know, wants to be a biology major. Well, we don't have biology in our school. <laughs> so how can, how can, how can Johnny or, or, or Jill or whoever be interested in my school if they don't, if we don't even have their major? So that was kind of like red flag, like, <laughs> what are they, what are they doing? And then, you know, <clears throat> when they, when, when they send out an email or whatever, and it, and they're evaluating these players, most of the people in these recruiting services, I haven't met any yet are not, they're not experts in the sport. They're, they may be experts in the recruiting process, but this goes back to what I said at the very beginning. It's all about being able to evaluate yourself. And I understand that, you know, you may have a hard time evaluating yourself, but the recruiting services do not do a good job of evaluating the talent. Um, they don't. <laughs> and I think part of that is because they haven't done it. <laughs> um, everybody can coach basketball, right? I mean, everybody can coach basketball. Everybody can evaluate talent in basketball. That's, that's not true. Uh, you see it all the time in, co in, in college coaching. There are, there are programs who, do, who, even in the NBA, they, they draft players who turn out to be just flops. So it's, it, evaluating, evaluating a player's talent is, is a skill. And from what I can tell, recruiting services don't have it. Then the thing that really turned me off to recruiting services is when they would send an email and at the top it would say, you know, so-and-so is interested in your school, but then in the body of the email, it would have a different school in the, in the email. And at that point I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, all these emails are going to the trash. So like they, like it is mass marketing for basketball players and no basketball player, Every basketball player is a person, uh, and every every person has their own unique skill sets, their own unique abilities, their own what they're looking for, um, and there's a specific fit for each player. and for and it's and it's their education, it's their athletic experience, it's their <clears throat> scholarship, it's their money, it's 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 the player is the one who's so my thing is if I'm going to take four years of the only time that I get to play basketball in college, I don't, I don't get two chances. I get one four year period. Why would I not take the time to research schools, to research coaches, to, to find out, do I really want to go to this school or not, or these schools or not, or what level am I 
as opposed to an email getting sent out to <laughs> a million coaches for what? Just to get deleted, ignored, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and I think, I think it's, I, I think, like I said, I don't think they're scams, but I don't think they get you what you're looking for. Uh, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, but that's not what, that's not what you need. Um, you need number one to know how good you are. Number two, get in the gym and get better. And then you're going to be found. <laughs> this is 2019, almost 2020. You don't need somebody to send an email to a thousand coaches along with all the other thousands of athletes that they're trying to represent. You just need to be good. And when you're good, people will come to you. You won't have to, you don't, you won't have to spend money trying to get attention. Um, good players get found. Um, and it's really easy to use social media, to use your own email address, you know, go to the, you know, when you make state playoffs, when you get to be all conference, when you get to your all, you know, all state or play on the all-star team, or, you know, when you AU tournament and, you know, you're the best one in the gym, you don't worry about <laughs> recruiting services. Um, and if you want to play a lower level, if you say I'm fine with playing division three, or I'm fine with playing at junior college or, you know, NAIA, even more reason you don't need a recruiting service. <laughs> um, just reach out to the coaches because at the lower level schools, they're looking for players. They know they're not going to get Zion. They're looking for players that fit their programs. <clears throat> and if you're good enough, it's going to be obvious. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, I like him. I like her. Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll continue the conversation. So, you know, recruiting services, everybody wants the quick fix. The truth is, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so, so spend your, spend your time being great. And then you don't need a recruiting service, whether that's to go to Duke or whether that's to go to, you know, I don't want to <laughs> put any programs down, but a lower level program, you don't need help. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll be knocking your door down trying to get you to come to their school. And I think the reality is most players just aren't good enough. <laughs> and that's kind of maybe hard to admit, but that's, that's the trick is just be, just be good. And you don't have to worry about it. Right. Right. So man, coach, that is very helpful. And that is, it would be a good segue, but we may make this a part two, but a good segue. And how do you get good enough? And you and I had a conversation the first time we spoke about how do you get good enough? Of course you work, but we talked about training. We talked about skill development, all those things. So that's the next conversation I would like to, to have with you. Yep. Thank you so right. much for on. And where can, we, where can we find you? I know you have some resources on how athletes can. I mean, hoopscollege.com. Hoopscollege.com is, is, is our website. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I, hope this is, I hope this has been helpful. Um, you know, it's, there's, I think there are a lot of people out there working hard, um, whether that's in recruiting or in training or whatever. Um, and you can't not work hard. It doesn't work if you don't work hard, but I think there are a lot of people who are not working very smart. Um, and they, they, they get frustrated because they're spending all this time 
doing this and doing that, and they're not getting the results they're looking for. Um, and I think that's because they miss out on making good decisions when they're working hard. Um, and I think that's a lot of times the separator between going from where you, you know, from a, from a average player to a good player or a good player to a great player is are you working smart while you're working hard? Um, because one, you don't have to work as hard if you're working smart, but two, like when you make good decisions along the way, it just changes, <laughs> it changes things. And I hate that, you know, all these, it, it, it bugs me, you know, when, you know, I always see people grinding in the gym, right? <laughs> you know, they're grinding, you know, trying to get recruited. And it's like, well, if you would make smarter decisions, you wouldn't have to work as hard <laughs> and you would get, you would get what you're looking for. So, um, like I said, hoopscollege.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't do as good a job as I should with social media um, as far as, you know, putting stuff out there. But we're um, – you can always reach out to us. You know, we're glad to help you in any way, any way we can with, with, with what you're trying to do. Hey, Coach, I appreciate that. And until next time, happy Friday to you. Thank you. Same to you, sir. spent over a decade learning how to become a college basketball student athlete and because of that I saved my family $160,000 in student loan debt. Now the real question is can I help you do the same thing? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I give you the basketball secrets that help me earn a free ride and live a full life after the ball finished bouncing. My name is Myson Jones and welcome to the Playmaker Podcast. Hey, thank you for listening. This podcast is free and you get what you pay for. All jokes aside, if this is valuable enough for payment, please remember to rate and subscribe. And if you have a question you want answered live on the show, go to anchor.fm backslash playmakers and ask your question now.